Amigos and amigas, we're back with another episode of Confidence at Toda Madre, the podcast. My name is Sylvia Brands, your self-trust and confidence coach. And y'all, we are out here, okay? I, one, can't believe it. We're on YouTube. That's actually a thing. I definitely thought that uh, my husband and my dad were only going to be the people who listen to it on YouTube, but I was very surprised. And if you're still rocking with us, I really appreciate that. Um, and if you're just here listening to the podcast, like a regular degula schmegula, the way I also intake podcasts, then we love you. We, we love to have you here. Um, here are a couple of things that I kind of want to touch base with, and it's just like my fun shares of the of, of the week, if you will, um, because I really wanted a space where I can talk to you about this. So before we get into like what this whole podcast is going to be about, I wanted to talk first about just like some fun things, and then we're going to get into like the heavy stuff. And when I say heavy stuff, I just mean very real stuff. I feel like this conversation actually is going to resonate with so many of you. Um, it is going to be a conversation that you needed to hear that you didn't know you needed. And as a matter of fact, I feel like you're going to find a lot of healing around this conversation. So don't just like fast forward through. You you might need the little pickup before we get into the heavy, heavy. So first and foremost, uh, as I'm recording this and I'm going to put this up right away because that's what I always do. Uh, next week, next Tuesday will be the 4th of July. Shout out to that. And... It's like full-blown summer, except, you know, it's so funny, guys. It's like now that it's July, one, some fun fact about me, I am the person who is like Christmas in July. Uh, you can ask several of my colleagues, co-workers from back in the day. Uh, you can ask my family. Like, I am that weird person. And yes, it's so funny. I live in Arizona where it's ridiculously hot right now. But I always try it once to try to wear a Christmas sweater. Do I take it off after like an hour or so? Yes, because it's ridiculously hot. But I try, okay? I'm that person who once it hits July, I am like, yo, we are halfway to Christmas. And do I secretly watch Christmas movies by myself? Absolutely, 100%. Because my husband absolutely refuses. But it's not about him, okay? It's not about him. Next up. If you have not seen Gabrielle Union's The Perfect Find, I hope that's what it's called, on Netflix, it is the cutest rom-com movie in the whole wide world. So cute. But also, I'm going to tell you, Gabrielle Union is married to Dwayne Wade. And when I tell you that that man must be so secure about his relationship and his marriage and his relationship with that woman specifically... I am like good for them because there are some makeout scenes in that that I am like, he is a secure man. He is a secure man, which good for them. I mean, I love that level of trust. But um, let me tell you how I'm Latina and that's like one of my toxic traits. You're welcome. Okay. So those are kind of the fun things for me going on right now that just little like highlights of my life that I've really been enjoying. Uh, and I just wanted to share with you. And if you haven't watched them, like it's really good. If you're not going to partake in Christmas in July, like what is life? Um, 
I know that the whole world is telling you right now, like, it's halfway through the year and you can still get your shit together and you don't want New Year's Eve to come along and you haven't accomplished all your goals. Uh, One, I literally hate that tactic because it's literally just coming out of straight fear and pain points. I like to think about it like this, okay? July is the halfway point of the year, correct? It's also Christmas in July. In December, we're hitting the Christmas season and we're doing all of the things that we love to do. We're spending time with family. We're being really intentional about gift giving, unless you're one of those people who just buys gift cards for everything, which there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just a good time of the year. But you and I both know that sometimes when we feel like, okay, it's the end of the year, I should have done more, I could have done more, but I didn't, or I really didn't decide to be intentional. I'm coming from that space where I don't want you to feel like hard on yourself or bad that you didn't do anything or that the season was hard for you or you feel unaccomplished. No. This is just your reminder that I really want that season to feel very joyful for you. So if there's things that you do need to work on or be really intentional about, this is just your reminder to get going. This is your reminder that you still have time. This is your reminder that anything is possible. And this is my shameless plug, of course, but I am a self-trust and confidence coach. And within my coaching program, that's called A Toda Madre, We really uncover it all and do all of the self-work and build out whatever vision or dream that you have, again, that encourages that a toda madre mindset, just living your best life and living it full out with all of the self-trust and confidence that you deserve and that you're already equipped with, you just haven't tapped into. So... That's my shameless plug. This is your opportunity to make this the summer of confidence, to make this the summer that truly changed the trajectory of your life or where you made the decision of, I'm going to work with Sylvia this fall or et cetera. But again, if this is your little sign to start getting intentional, please do so. Have a starting point. It's okay to start now, today. Okay. So that was all my little housekeeping. Now let's get into the nitty gritty of like why you showed up, why you follow me, why you here again for another YouTube video, why you here for another podcast. And don't play me. I know, I know all y'all like refresh and check your stuff because I'll get messages from you guys be like, yo, where's that episode at? Where's that episode at? I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Okay. With that being said, I know that the title of this has already I'm not going to say I clickbaited you because I'm totally going to talk about everything that it is, but I know that when you saw the title forgiveness equals confidence, it made you do a double take because again, confidence is such a buzzword. It's such a, it's such a sexy and enticing word, right? It's, um, when we think of confident, it's such a, it's like a, a a Ferrari red in nail color. It is, it's bodacious. That that word takes up space. Uh, when you, you think of, when you even just think of the word confidence, 
you, you have a specific person in mind. You think of somebody with like hella swagger. Uh, they just take up space. They're not scared of walking into the room and owning it, right? Again, I'm just, I'm trying to give you like, get your brain really jogging about around confidence and what that word might mean or what you're visualizing personally. So when I say in the, in the title, confidence or forgiveness equals confidence, what, what, what makes you do a double take? Because a lot of times we correlate forgiveness with something bad, with something negative that again, it's like, oh, well, you must have done something bad if you're over here, like wanting to talk about forgiveness. And that's where I'm going to come into play and I'm going to put my little coach hat on and I'm going to tell you the secret about confidence is that one of the things in order to be confident that you have to get really good at doing is forgiving. You have to get really fucking good at forgiving in order to be hella confident. And I know maybe a couple gasps, maybe a couple of like, what the fuck she gonna say? Maybe a couple of like, mm, I'm about to like click off of this or I'm about to like fast forward. Just, just hang on, ride with me a little bit. Now, I'm gonna be fully honest and transparent. I've been around a lot of tables in the past two weeks. Table sounds bad, my bad. <laughs> I mean like dinner tables or brunch tables or in car rides or in phone conversations, etc. I have been in the environment where a lot of people have talked to me about friendships and relationships, okay? And I, I, I say those main two, because when I say forgiveness, a lot of times our brain goes to times we've been hurt, times we've been betrayed, times we've been backstabbed, times, etc. And where do those situations happen most? In friendships and in relationships. Okay. Now here's the other piece to that. As I've talked about these friendship breaks up, whoa, excuse me, these friendship breakups and these romantic relationship breakups. I can see it on people's face, including myself. And I'm going to share a personal story in a second, but I can see it on their face. How, yes, a romantic relationship sucks. Like, cause, cause again, it's like you, you really invested the time. You were really in love with that person. Um, there's a major like crossfire feeling shared between two people and it's hard, especially the breakup part, right? Because again, you go from spending so much time with someone to zero and that's really, really hard. But the one that I feel like even hits harder is the friendship one. Because the friendship one within homegirls or homeboys, 
you hang out with that person all the time. Yes, it's not a, on a romantic level, but that's the thing. I think it takes a little bit of a step further because you actually tell your homegirl or your homeboy everything. Because they're the person on the receiving end when you're dating someone, they hear all of your innermost thoughts even. Because again, again, until it gets really serious where you're going to marry the person or you're engaged, like then that person, there's a shift because they have to know everything because you're life partners, correct? Okay, just want to make sure you're with me. But again, the friendship, when you're the best friend, with your, when you're the homegirl, when you're the homeboy, you know everything even about the romantic relationships. And so when the friendship breakup happens, it's really, really hard. It's really, really devastating. It is, there's a lot of grief that happens and takes place because again, you were spending so much time with this person. And it's so funny, and I'm kind of going to ruin you for the rest of your life now with what I'm about to say, but I want you to think about who you are today and how every person that you've come in contact with, whether it was in your subconscious or you're aware of it, you have taken bits and pieces of people and incorporated them into your life. And so throughout your lifetime, you're carrying a soundtrack of people forever and ever and ever whether you're not even with them anymore or you don't even hang out with them anymore or you're not friends with them anymore you carry a piece of them and one that's like kind of the grieving process but two it's just kind of this soundtrack that like subconsciously plays forever and ever you are the makeup of all of the people who ever came into your life even if and when they're not there anymore Isn't that such a crazy ass thought? Like I have homegirls who were not as close as we were in high school, but I still remember when they were like, Sylvia, listen, you want this sandwich to hit? Warm up your meat first. And I think to myself every once in a while, and I'm a 33-year-old woman, and sometimes when I'm making a sandwich, I'll heat up my lunch and my friends just pop into my head and they know exactly who they are. And even though I don't talk to her all the time, when we send a couple IG messages here back and forth to just say happy Mother's Day or happy mother, um, happy birthday, et cetera, I know that that little piece of her is what stayed with me. Okay, but again, we accumulate this whole soundtrack of our lives amongst the people that we spend the most time with. And so when I talk about these relationships and we, we have falling outs, it's devastating. It's a grieving process and it hurts like crazy. And a lot of times we just jump into the hurt, the pain, the guilt, the inability to understand because we're so shaken up by it or maybe even taken off guard and a lot of times we don't want to understand because that process is really inconvenient instead we rather stay mad 
and come up with all of these rules as to why we won't do something again. So for example, I went to a high school that was very different for me. Uh, As a matter of fact, it was very much an op... I don't want to say it was an opportunity, (laughs) but it was very much a situation where I was very much in culture shock. And I had what I thought were some of my very, very best friends. And... I had a falling out with several groups of people. And I remember being in high school and being like, why is having friendships so hard? And I think naturally as women too, we do this thing where it's like, why is it so hard to have women relationships? Because... There's just so much drama. Everybody's talking shit about each other. Uh, We're so insecure. And again, obviously, we're in high school. So our life is just drama and so much. But we're so insecure about ourselves that, again, it, like, brings up all of this stuff. And then that's when shit gets started to share about other people and blah, blah, blah. Right? Okay. But I remember driving home from high school one day and I... I remember being like, why are friendships so hard? And I remember also being really upset and feeling really lonely because my best friend went to a different high school that my parents didn't let me go to. And I remember driving home and telling my dad, like, I don't know why having friends is so hard. And... I don't understand why everybody just can't be cool. And and this is another piece. I can take accountability and responsibility for the fact that I wasn't a princess. I wasn't a perfect angel. Absolutely not. There was some shit I did and said that was not okay. But I remember there were specific situations where I got just annihilated and so hurt. And I remember that they were... There were people in my life who were my friends that let me see the messages and they were like not protecting me. And they were like, oh, that's awkward. And I was like, wow. If this is what a friendship is going to be like with you, like I don't want it. And so I remember finishing high school and like, not really having any real, real, real down, down, down homegirls from high school. And I'm not here to say names and like, no, fuck that shit. Like I'm over it. But I wanted, I wanted this conversation to serve a purpose. And I'm telling these stories because I know you have some of your own. But this is why, again, for a period of time after that happened, I was like, okay, I'm not going to have friends like this. I'm not going to have friends like that. I'm going to put all these guards up. I'm going to put these walls up. Like, da-da-da-da-da. I put so many standards, so many walls, so many things. Why? Because I was so scared. Why? Because I was so insecure. Why? Because 
X, Y, Z, you are filling the X, Y, Z up with your own that I know you're thinking about right now. And that's the thing. Instead of stepping into forgiveness and just forgiving the situation, I instead decided to make rules around it. I instead decided to make walls that were supposedly going to protect me. And so, but here's another thing we do. A lot of times in order to remain in friendships that we think we want to be in because it's so nice to have attention and it's so nice to be desired and it's so nice to be liked and wanted by people or specific friend groups or even in romantic relationships because again, your girl is a, a recovering chameleon which means that I just turned into whatever people wanted me to be. Classic trait of Latinas or people of color everywhere is we get really good at abandoning ourselves. What do you mean by that, Sylvia? Like we just leave ourselves alone? Yes. Instead of choosing you and deciding, okay, this relationship is not good for me, we think of the validation that we're receiving from that other person and we say, no, I like how I feel when I'm receiving this intention or when I get to be a part of this group or when I'm in this friend group or the things we do or being asked to come. So I'm going to abandon myself and choosing me and let me go over here and accept the crumbs from everybody else. We're really good at abandoning ourselves to stay in a romantic relationship or to stay and remain small in a friendship. Another thing we like to do is we like to sit in the hurt. Again, like I mentioned before, is we like to sit in the hurt where we create rules and walls and just like these full-on obstacle courses for people to try and get to us. But even when they do, we push the finish line further. And we like to say things, well, that's how I am. And you better get to know me. I don't let people in. And we think that those things are like so cool and like, wow, she has like hard boundaries. No, my friends, those are a little bit of toxic traits. No, 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 I take it back. They're not a little bit toxic traits. They are toxic traits. And again, in using that language of like guarding ourselves or protecting ourselves, We say a lot of, I won't let myself blank. And I personally would say that a lot. Like, I'm not going to be friends with people who are like blank anymore. I'm not going to let myself blank anymore. Why? Because we try to make protection. We try to build like this callus or we try to build like this moat around ourselves that people have to venture to to get to us. And we think that that's going to be like some kind of like worthiness prize. Like, oh, if they can get through, then they can. No, no. But instead, we never thought to think of what if I actually practice forgiveness? Because again, 
Forgiveness is a two-way tract, okay? And so I know that we're talking about friendships and romantic relationships, but I forgot another piece that I want to really speak to is also the relationships you have with family members. This could be your mom, your dad, siblings, extended family members. And I'm really speaking to a lot of people of color. If you're not a person of color and this totally resonates with you, I'm not saying like, no, not for you. No, it could totally hit and totally resonate. But a lot of times in our situations, it's, well, they are who they are. So just like, you know, just just be polite and, and do what you can and do exactly as they say because like they don't know better or just like give them a try. We're consistently taught to wait them out. We're consistently taught that it's totally okay if they hurt our feelings. Because they're family. We're totally taught that it's okay to completely be a doormat for these people. Because they're family. We're taught to say yes to every single thing. Because they're family. And those are the things that are the hardest to come back from. So now that I've talked about all of the relationships, and I'm looking at all my notes here, guys. Again, looking at those relationships, think of all the times that you've abandoned yourself, that you've decided to sit in the hurt, that you've tried to make rules or like guarding walls around you yourself. And the abandoned one is a big one again when it comes to family because you abandon what you believe or how you feel because they're family. So I'm just going to go ahead and do it. But the thing is, is that when we continuously do that and we don't pick ourselves you are then hardwiring your hardwiring yourself to believe that your worth isn't good unless it comes from someone else unless somebody else gives you the green light that the external validation you get from somebody else is what makes you worthy is important to you or is the most important and that's not true That's not fair. And that's why this podcast is called Forgiveness Equals Confidence. Because when a lot of times we look back at those failed relationships or those those breakups or those falling out of friendships or the fact that we have such wonky relationships with family members, it hits so heavy Or there's so much grief or uncomfortableness or just like weird feelings around it. Because we haven't forgiven ourselves around all of those spaces. We haven't forgiven ourselves for who we were at that time when that relationship, when that friendship or when that family relationship was going on. And maybe you're sitting here right now in present time and you're like, but I do have a weird ass relationship with my aunt or with my dad or 
I do have just like some close friends that are just so low vibrational. Or maybe I am in this relationship where this person treats me like absolute shit. But it's nice to be wanted. No, there's a lot of things at play here. But again, and I want to, again, I want to read my own definition of what forgiveness is. Forgiveness equals confidence, okay? It's intentional or a voluntary process by someone who feels victimized or wrong and goes through a change in feelings and attitude and overcomes the impact of the offense. Look at how beautiful that is. One more time. Forgiveness is the intentional or voluntary process by someone who feels victimized or wronged and goes through a change in feelings and attitude and overcomes the impact of the offense. That's why I'm saying, if you've had falling outs with friends and there's still a lot of hurt and pain or just resentment or like uneasiness about the situation, it's time to forgive yourself for it. It's time to forgive them but also forgive that version of yourself who may have just stayed way too long, who may have overshared herself and then it became an expectation for the other person, who that version of yourself maybe was the yes person and you got tired and you needed to say no and set a boundary and they didn't like it. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Forgive yourself for not being the version of your, yourself that you needed back then. In romantic relationships, same shit. I can tell you about specific moments in my life with people I've dated where there's one person in particular that if I had the opportunity, I'd probably say like, hey, ooh, we dated at a really not good time for me and I'm sorry for all the shit you had to take on because I was not in a good place but again I can say that now but I probably couldn't have said it back then why because again look at I overcame the impact of the offense and I can go through a change of feelings on my end about that situation but again you can't be confident if you don't get good, and I mean really fucking good, at forgiving yourself and forgiving people. Because again, that line right here that says, overcome the impact of the offense, and that's where people have a really fucking hard time. It's hard to change your own feelings because of what someone said or did. But confidence comes in forgiveness because once you learn to forgive yourself, there's so much self-acceptance that it builds up your self-trust like crazy. And that belief is going to be so strong that that's where confidence comes from. Again, confidence comes from the most like hardest pitfall points of our lives. 
just nobody wants to sit here and talk about it because why of how I talked about it in the beginning everybody thinks it's this like bodacious ass word and it's sexy and it's appealing or whatever Mm -mm. that person got there because they got really fucking good at doing the self-work and they got really good at forgiving themselves and they've learned how to self-love self-care self-trust all the way through till they hit confidence and you know what and I say this shit all the motherfucking time confidence is a practice not a destination So it is a true practice of you forgiving yourself for the version of yourself in all of those relationships. So we're going to end this podcast with self-acceptance is necessary for your growth And it's necessary for the forgiveness that you want and desire and you should actively be giving yourself. And within that, I want you to celebrate it. I want you to celebrate this version of you. And when you think back at those relationships that maybe you still hold on to a little something, you're able to let it go. You're able to process those feelings and change the outcome of how you feel based on the fact that you've done the forgiveness work because you've forgiven that version of you excuse me and a big part of that and i'm running out of time because i don't want to make this episode super long but And I'm going to make this a whole episode. But when I got sued at 24 for my whole life, guys, whole ass life, it really meant that I had to begin the process of forgiving myself over and over and over for all of the things that I did to get myself to that place. And I know a lot of you can say, once you hear the story, you can be like, oh, but wait, like, no, it was the people who hired you and all of those people did the bad thing. No, but at the end of the day, I was a chameleon. I did what people wanted me to do. I was the biggest people pleaser in the whole world. I never said no. Guilt was like my fuel and my fire. And that's what landed me in that position. But learning to forgive myself meant that I activated the ability to forgive myself on a regular basis versus I'm going to activate guilt all the motherfucking time. And that's the game changer. A person who is confident can activate forgiveness. A person who is insecure, doubtful, etc. lives and thrives by guilt. Forgiveness is an opportunity to love yourself, to understand yourself, to accept yourself and be compassionate. Forgiveness is an opportunity for self-love. And I want you to present yourself that opportunity because I don't think anybody's ever sat at the kitchen table and had this conversation with you. But it's my mission to sit down at these tables or at the gym or wherever you're fucking watching or listening this to this too. It is my mission to have these conversations with you. Because you deserve it, because you're worthy, and that is the baseline. Lauren Hill said, respect is just the minimum. And I, I can say that and believe that and die on that hill with my whole ass chest. Forgiveness equals confidence. 
activate that. Activate that. So again, this is my shameless plug that I am a self-trust and confidence coach. And that I'm always on here encouraging you to live life a toda madre. And if you are like, damn, I need to proceed and move forward and work with this fucking girl to do the self-work and act on everything she just fucking talked about, let's get to work. Let's work together, book a clarity call. And let's figure out how we can move forward. But again, I hope this conversation served you. And I hope it was like sitting at the kitchen table with a homegirl. As a matter of fact, I got a, somebody said that to me on a clarity call this morning. But I want you to activate forgiveness in order to create the confidence that you so much desire. You are truly the best. And I say that with so much love. Activate forgiveness, not guilt. And let's grow that confidence. I'll see y'all on the next track. Love ya.